Welcome to episode 574 of the show. Now, today is going to be the final installment in the debate versus new school versus um, old school methods of drumming up business or lead generation, whichever way we want to call it. And today we're going to be looking at prospecting or canvassing as a means of finding new business, finding new leads, finding new customers. Now, remember, I'm using all these, te- these uh, terms interchangeably even though the meanings differ slightly and in fact today we have come to one of those episodes where the difference between a lead and a customer actually is important so uh yeah we'll be getting into that later on in the episode and uh, i've also been using prospecting and canvassing interchangeably um, in previous recordings and i'll do so today and you're going to find out the reason um why so first off what is prospecting Prospecting, my simple definition for it that the everyday man or woman can use is looking for people to talk to who might be interested in your product or your service. Now, on the other hand, what is canvassing? Canvassing is the art of trying to persuade people to take a certain action. It's usually a part of a larger campaign and it usually is used in the political space. So right now, people who are currently going from local government to local government, from ward to ward um, in Nigeria, trying to persuade people uh, to vote for um, Tinubu, who is one of the presidential candidates, or to vote for uh, Peter Obi, um, Obi, who is the dark horse in the race. If you're doing that kind of um, activity, then what you're doing is called canvassing. Now, since in business there is kind of like um, an analogy in a sense, because you have um, larger campaigns, uh, marketing campaigns, advertising campaigns, and sometimes part of these campaigns means having people on the street going from store person to store person, from market to market, from home to home, uh, from office to office, to try and persuade people to start using uh, this new detergent or to sign up to this advertising product or whatever it is. You can see how, even though traditionally canvassing is a term that has been used in the political space, we also now use that term in business as well, because a lot of what we do is similar. Because when we are prospecting, sometimes it does involve going from office complex to office complex, or going from one house to another, talking to people one-on-one, and trying to get them to take a certain um, action, while trying to get them to uh, buy one and get one free. While trying to get them to um, subscribe to a service, um, there's a certain action that we're trying to take them to uh, to take, even though uh, the um, what we're trying to persuade them to do is to buy. But in political circles, what you're trying to get them to do is to vote or to fundraise. So that is the reason why I've been using the terms prospecting and canvassing interchangeably, because you find in business. Um, practice that people can also prospect online which is looking for people who might be interested in a product or a service you're just looking for them online and that's where the earlier stuff about um, using SEO and stuff like that uh, Google uh, making sure your website is optimized you're putting out the right content that is also part of prospecting because you're putting stuff out you're hoping that people who are interested reach out to you and then it gives you the chance to get into a conversation Um, But you'll find that when most people say prospecting, they mean face-to-face, old school, hitting the streets, going from one uh, one address to another and talking to people. So that's the reason why I've been using prospecting and canvassing interchangeably. So yes, if you run into someone else who doesn't listen to the podcast and who wants to get into an argument with you that prospecting is different from canvassing, 
yes you can agree they are different but for the purposes of the podcast i'm still going to keep using these terms interchangeably um so it's not that we don't know that there's a difference we know that there's a difference but essentially or rather should i say spiritually um, essentially spiritually whatever we're all doing the same thing so i'm going to keep using those terms um, interchangeably now just like with the episodes when we discussed um uh, what was it uh, advertising when we discussed online advertising and when we discussed um what's it called boosting posts online advertising and boosting posts we had that segment about why targeting is important so if this is your first time listening to the podcast and you want to find out in great detail why targeting is important to your marketing um, enterprise just listen to uh, the episodes before this it's probably going to be uh it's something that we did i think that was last week so you don't have to scroll too far back um it's probably be 570 or 560 something so um you just look for the the one that has um advertising in the title i think it should have advertising or boosting posts and then you get some more detail on that anyway so targeting is absolutely pivotal um when it comes to prospecting or when it comes to uh, targeting and by this we mean that you should have an idea of what your ideal customer profile is or who your ideal target customer base um is because i remember the earlier example when it comes to politics if you're going to be canvassing walking from uh um, political ward to political ward from house to house from office to office especially since things can get very heated um you want to be sure that you're in the right neighborhood or that you are in the um, safe neighborhood or else you could rock on the uh, you could knock on the wrong door and then uh, you get beaten up um essentially or you get your head uh, chewed off by um someone who is much more amenable to the um, other political parties so these things are really really important so prospecting canvassing it's time consuming and really effort intensive because it's not child's play to say that we're going to walk from this office to this office to the next office along the whole stretch of the street because we're trying to introduce people to our new insurance products. For instance, in Abuja, there are lots of signboards all over the place for uh, leadway insurance. That's the one that has the camel as the, as the um, what's it called? Is it that mascot or logo? Um, as their logo. Uh, they use it a lot in their branding. So I'm not sure if they're rolling out any new product um, because it's rather curious that their adverts, are sh- um, their signs and the adverts are showing up all over the place. But let's just assume that they're rolling out a new product. And so part of the campaign is that you're going to have staff walking in the business district, maybe in Wuse to um, going from uh, one office to an office, uh, one office to another to drop flyers and maybe talk to people to convince them on getting this new kind of fire insurance or um, whatever or payment insurance or something like that so if you're going to do that it's going to take a lot of time walking the length of the whole street right now the weather is really hot in uh, nigeria you're going to be um, uncomfortable you're talking to random um, strangers Uh, you're going to get intense personal rejection because there's some people that are going to say um, some people be polite and say okay thank you very much just leave the flyer other people say uh, no thank you i'm not interested some other people say can you please get out of my office um, this intense personal rejection um, it can be uh, demoralizing talking to 10 people in a row and seeing that uh, none of them are uh, uh, interested in what it is that you do or what it is that you're trying to sell 
So poor targeting or approaching the wrong people means that you're going to be having poor quality conversations. And if you're having poor quality conversations, you're talking to person after person and you've spoken to 50 people in a row and uh, each of them says, um, I'm not interested, come back tomorrow, leave your flyer, um, you shouldn't be talking to me, you should talk to Oga, Oga is not on seats, uh, come back next week, Wednesday. After you've done that a while, um, it's going to be um, demoralizing, poor conversations and uh, poor outcomes from all this activity. So what targeting means here, uh, like I mentioned um, earlier in the segment, is that we should keep an eye out for who our ideal customer um, or ideal client is and the ideal customer base. And those are the people that we should be looking for. Those are the places we should be going to. Those are the residents that we should be uh, visiting. And that is where we should focus our effort. Now, since in the last episode I gave an example about an architect, let's just um, keep it in the same vein. So back to the architect example. If you're an architect and you want to use uh, canvassing or prospecting to build your uh, business, let's say you're new, you're fresh out of school, you studied uh, architecture in, uh, let's say, OAU or University of Joss, for instance. Um, I don't know if they have architecture in uh, Unilag, so I'm, that's why I'm using my alma mater because I know we have architecture there and I know that um, the uh, uh, architecture department in Joss is also um, famous in Nigeria. Well, I don't know about famous worldwide. Where was I? Okay, so you're fresh out of school, you've done your master's, uh, you set up your business and you now want to drum up business and you think uh, canvassing. Now, would it make more sense to go to residential houses knocking on one door after another after another? Uh, to try and promote your services as an architect or would it make sense to go to development projects around Abuja and ask to speak to the developer or speak to the manager or speak to the head foreman now whichever option you choose whether you go and knock on the doors of ordinary people like me or whether you go to development um, projects and speak to developers managers foremen um, or um, whoever, project supervisor, project manager, you are going to get no in either way. People will tell you no at residential houses and people are going to tell you no at the development projects all over the city. But the thing is, if you're talking to uh, people in development projects, you stand a better chance of getting good quality conversations and future business because eventually you're going to get to one site where the foreman might say, uh, okay, the developer is not around, just hang on, he's going to be here in two hours. Uh, you wait and you might have one or two profitable conversations. It doesn't mean that, that you're going to get to do business with those people now, but after a while of doing this, you're going to have um, contacts, uh, numbers, email addresses of developers, property managers, uh, foremen, project managers, um, maybe even end clients that you could talk to that you could call up later on in the year to find out what developments are they working on uh, do they need any help would they be interested in discussing um, future developments um, with you so that is just an example now I am not recommending that if you're an architect and you've just finished school that you should go out and start canvassing and knocking on houses or going on um, going on building sites to promote your business so that is not what i'm recommending i'm not saying that that's the optimum way to get into business as a young architect i'm just using this as an example to show how all of these things uh, apply across different businesses and what you should be paying attention to so if you do decide that i've been putting out stuff on google and blah 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 and this week i have some downside 
and I've noticed that in Abuja, uh, in Apo, I live in Apo, I've noticed that uh, six residential, uh, six development projects have started in the last two or three months. You might say, well, I have nothing else doing. I have some fuel in the car. Let me just drive around and see what can happen. And um, that's going to be the approach to take. So target wisely. Are you going to do residential houses or are you going to do development projects? I think development projects would be a better way of targeting because I think your ideal customer base, your ideal target base is probably going to be on the site because as an architect, my guess is, uh, if I'm wrong, uh, architects listening to the podcast, uh, please forgive me. But my guess is, as an architect, most of your customers are probably going to be people who are handling um, development projects um, or foremen or things like that. Those are the people who are going to call you up to say, hey, um, oh boy, how far, what's up, how you doing? Um, are you free? Why don't you pass through? I have this person who wants to build a house or working on this development uh, and uh, we need a floor plan or we need advice on this or we need this and this and that and that. Okay, so um, let's get on to the conversation. How do you convert leads into customers? And now this is the point where we see that there is a difference between a lead and a customer, although I've been using both terms interchangeably. Because once you first run into someone, the person is just a lead because the person has done something to show that they might be interested in your product or your service. But a customer is somebody who has actually paid you money. So that is the difference between a lead and a customer. A lead is someone who's just interested. A customer has actually given you cash right now or they've given you cash um, in, uh, in the past. Now, how you convert leads into customers is by having conversations. And by that, I mean you need to know the right kinds of questions to ask and you need to have listening skills so that you can pass through all the information that you get. Because that's how you move people through the funnel, as you online people like to say, for those of you who believe in um, all that online jazz. So that's how you move people through the funnel and that is how you build relationships. It is through conversations, asking the right questions, looking at that information, knowing what to, uh, separating the wheat from the chaff and then knowing uh, the next uh, step that you need to take to move the relationship forward. So the kinds of questions you should be asking are open-ended questions because uh, the goal is to get them um, talking. The more the lead talks, the more the potential person talks, the more we know. So you're that architect on site. It's not about pitching. It's not about saying, I graduated at University of Joss. I was top of my class. My GP was 4.8. Uh, I have been published um, in the International Journal of Architecture, blah, blah, blah. All that is real nice. And you get your chance to say that. But in the beginning, it should be about finding, um, finding, uh, finding more information about them, learning about them, learning about the problem, the opportunity, learn if your product or service can be useful and discover um, how useful your product or service might be. So let's say you're this young architect, you finish from your JOS, you have your 4.8 GPA and you've been published in the international avant-garde architecture, you know, blah, uh, blah, blah, blah. And maybe that is your, um, that's your preference. You like, um, uh, what's it called, um, ultra-modern designs and uh, things of that nature. Now, for those of you who are architects listening to the show, please forgive me. I'm just making stuff up. I'm not sure what the terms are and the journal does not exist. Well, at least I don't think so. So instead of going there and spotting um, how uh, you know your, your revolutionary ideas around um, uh, house design or product design, 
learn more about them uh, okay oh, nice building you're doing here you know blah 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 who's the foreman how long have you guys been going what is the vision you know this is this that, 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 that. and it's from asking all these questions that you're going to know if your product or service can be useful because if what you like is um, um, ultra modern no not ultra modern it's got postmodern yeah so if you're interested in postmodern design but after talking to them it looks like they're just building regular bungalows then in this case your product or your service is not useful to them because these people are just slapping together ordinary bungalows, four bedrooms, uh, zinc um, roofing, nothing fancy. You guys aren't going to be able to work well together because you're always going to want to push the envelope that how can why about using this material? How about using uh, this and this and this uh, principle of modern design? But they are not interested in modern design. They just want to knock out houses, sharp, 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 real quickly. They're looking for um, uh, low-income people to rent the houses. They've worked out bank financing, and they don't have time for all this uh, fancy stuff that you're talking about. So that's the reason why you need to be good at conversations and need to figure out exactly who these people are, what are they interested in, what's going on here. So if you do that, you will get to the site, and within 30 minutes, you're going to know that, okay, this is not going to work out this marriage is not going to work out between us and you know that okay on to the next development site to see who else i can meet there and what conversations i can be um, involved in um let's see okay now um eventually you're going to get to the point where you guys uh you get into a good conversation with someone um you like the personal vibe you like the vibe of the company um you've learned about what it is that they're doing your skill set blends nicely into that because they're thinking of doing um eco-friendly houses or greenhouses and now i know that there's some of you nigerian listeners who are skeptical that there are firms who operate this way but actually in abuja we have some firms uh, that do operate this way there's a firm that um, is owned by uh Dibange, um the former musician i can't remember the name of the firm because i've done some sales training for them before in fact i hope no none of them are listening to this podcast because it's a shame that i've forgotten the name of the um podcast but that is um part that is part of their messaging they're really big on being eco-friendly and um, sustainable buildings and uh, you know modern living and that sort of thing so uh we do have property developments in abuja that are being sold along that line and those are the kind of people that they're looking for they're looking for nigerians who care about um, those sorts of things and i'm curious about whether the market for this kind of thing is large enough in nigeria but basically for those of you nigerians listening to the podcast this is just to let you that yes there are people sorry one moment the call is coming through so i will have to decline this okay well, I guess now we know the disadvantage of um, using your uh, phone to make podcast recordings. So those of you who want to use podcasts to promote your business, I guess um, you ought to um, invest in um, a laptop and proper recording equipment. Okay, so where was I? Okay, yeah, so basically um, what I was trying to say is that this scenario that I've just made up is not as unlikely as it might seem for those of us who are Nigerians listening to the podcast. Uh, yes, you can be a fancy young architect who is interested in eco-friendly, uh, postmodern design, blah, 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 blah. Uh, there are some people who think that there's a market for that in Nigeria and who are actively trying to um, uh, promote that. So the point I was trying to make is that eventually you might run into Debanj himself or Debanj's uh, project manager and you guys are having a fancy um, conversation and it looks like you guys might be able to work together. Now at that point, at some point, you're going to have to make a proposal. 
and a proposal is just something that the potential customer can either say yes or either say no to because the mistake that the novice makes is that they come they have the conversation and they say man it was nice talking to you um, I'll be in touch and then they leave so I'll be in touch is not a good way to end the conversation you have to make some sort of a proposal uh, something that they can say yes to or no to and yes or no doesn't mean give me the business a proposal could be I like what we've discussed so far uh, can I come over to um, the head office so that I can show you some specific uh, plans, uh, ideas that we can explore in future projects? That is something they can say yes to. Okay, come to the office next week, Thursday. Or they can either say no to that. They say, oh, uh, you know, guy, it was nice meeting you, uh, but, you know, we're good. We already have uh, 15 architects on staff. And if that's what they say, you can still make another proposal that, okay, yeah, you have 15 architects on staff. Well, in that case, can I hand over my CV and some of my project designs just in case one of your team members um, leaves so that you could consider me to be um, a number two? So that's also another proposal. They can say yes to that or no to that. So uh, I trust that you guys get the point. Uh, make a proposal. Let them say yes to something or no to something. Um, I'll be in touch um, I'll holler at you later, all those things don't work. And if you get responses like, let me get back to you, let me think about it, let me consult my wife, let me consult with my this, consult with my that, then it means you've overlooked something in the questioning phase, you didn't write, uh, ask the right questions, or maybe there's something substantial that needs to be addressed, but you're not going to know about that except if you ask some more questions. Um, since I already have lots of podcast episodes on um, questioning frameworks, discovery frameworks uh what else um sales frameworks i'm not going to go into more detail here especially since we've done over 21 minutes um so far so uh yeah so let me wrap up this debate so new school versus old school which is better all this online stuff or offline face-to-face -face, which is better well the answer is contextual it depends on a number of factors um, what is the kind of product or service or industry they are dealing with who is the kind of customer that you're dealing with um these are the kind of things that you have to consider. Now, I've already given an example that lawyers, uh, medical doctors, they cannot do new school advertising online. They also can't do old school advertising online because for doctors and for lawyers, there are ethical reasons and professional restrictions on why they cannot advertise. Now, architects, bankers, insurance professionals, I've seen them do um, advertising, cake bakers, wedding photographers, um, you know, carpenters, everybody else, you guys can advertise. But um, let's look at one. Um, let's look at one sector of people in particular. Now, uh, even though medical doctors cannot advertise, I guess they can canvas because I've seen some people setting up, um, you know, a small clinic here and there who go about dropping flowers. So that's canvassing. So let's say uh, medical people can do canvassing, but would you trust a heart surgeon or a brain surgeon, a cardiologist? or a nephrologist, a kidney person, who is going door-to-door -door and dropping flyers? You know, the answer is most likely you won't. Well, well, let me speak for the average Nigerian. The average Nigerian is not going to trust a cardiologist or a brain surgeon who is going door-to-door -door dropping flyers. So that's why I'm saying these are the sorts of things you ought to consider. Maybe in other parts of the world, maybe in the Netherlands, it's not a problem if a brain surgeon drops by and... Um, uh, brain surgeon comes to your house and drops flowers. Maybe in the Netherlands it's not going to be a problem, but in Nigeria it's going to be a problem because you know you are a big boy or you're a big girl, a brain surgeon, and you're going around dropping flowers 
maybe you might think maybe this guy didn't do well in medical school. Uh, this is not the kind of person I'm going to trust um, with my health issues, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then again, if the person is opening a primary health care facility, you're opening a primary health care facility down the street, you do regular stuff, uh, malaria, your child has a headache, um, um, a tummy ache, um, you know, stuff like that. Dropping flowers, that might not be um, a problem. So you can see that it depends. What works for uh, people who are setting up primary health care facilities won't work for lawyers and uh, might not work for bankers or insurance people. And what works for uh, wedding photographers, for instance, might not work for fashion designers. So it depends. You have to, it all depends on the context that you are uh, dealing with. So if you're a brain surgeon and you want to open up your practice, uh, then you have to, you might stick to old school methods like networking and from the new school stuff, maybe you might try SEO and, um, you know, putting together the website. You make sure that you put out content on LinkedIn regularly. You make sure that everything all stands out. So there's some people that might have to do that networking and then maybe some of that um, SEO and um, Google stuff. So it all depends on the kinds of business that you are involved in. But the bottom line is this, whatever it is you do, whether you just finished medical school, you finished architectural school, you just bought yourself a new camera or you bought yourself a new oven, a new mixer, you want to be a baker or you want to open up uh, an eatery uh, down the road or something or you want to start selling handbags to your mom's friends or to your older sister's friends, whatever it is that you do. The bottom line is this, we should all be doing something new school or doing something old school to promote our businesses regularly. Whether you do these things daily, whether you do them weekly, whether you do them monthly, that's up to you. Just decide and then test it out. Try monthly and see. If you think monthly is not doing it, then try weekly. If weekly is not doing it, maybe you have to be on the daily cadence. And the example that I gave earlier was for people who run this, um, uh, all these uh, betting franchises that are springing up um, all over Nigeria, you know, Bet Nigerian or whatnot. Those people, for their content, their content is on an hourly cadence. You put out something at 8 o'clock, you put out something at 10, put out something at 12, put out something at 2. You do that for the whole day because you want, you're going to make money from people placing bets. Uh, you're making maybe one naira per bet, but the goal is to get that one naira in as many places as possible. And that's how the betting business moves. The wedding photographer, on the other hand, it's okay if you put out something twice a week or maybe once every day. That works okay if you're a wedding photographer. It won't work if you run a Bet Niger um, uh, franchise or any of all these uh, franchises. So it depends. But just make sure you are doing something. Sitting and waiting is not going to cut it. So thank you very much for listening to episode 574. Sorry that this is another 30-minute episode. I just wanted to make sure that this series didn't drag on too long. And I think we've gotten everything in here. So thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next episode.